This is Mona Lisa Baseball, Season 3, Episode 3. Got ourselves an interview. Now, is it true that you have rejected the name of Anonymous 6 or A6? I just can't do BIP. Um, Anonymous 6. Okay. At this point, you are Anonymous 6. Congratulations. (sighs) Thank you. Okay. So the reason why I'm interviewing you today is you are Mona Lisa Baseball's executive producer. Is that true? That is correct. Is it also true that we have administered you with a truth serum so that you have to tell the truth today? 100% true. Okay. So we can really get to the heart of the matter here. That, that warms my heart. Yeah. Gives me confidence. Okay. So I'm just going to ask you a series of questions and we'll see where it goes. Do you miss watching baseball on AstroTurf? Definitely not. Okay. Honestly, I don't even know the difference. Is there some sort of other turf? I don't know how to answer that. Let's do a little backstory here. Your team is the Cincinnati Reds. Would you agree with that statement? Yeah. I think at this point to call on my team would be a little presumptuous. Yeah. But in your formative baseball years. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a Reds guy. Reds guy. And you grew up without naming specific cities. Uh, how would you describe where you grew up? Yeah. I mean, middle of farmland, south central Ohio. Okay. Hour from Kentucky. Hour from West Virginia. Hour from Pennsylvania hour from Columbus and an hour from Indiana. That might be a stretch. but Okay. So I played on a softball team with you. We've played catch. You clearly know how to throw a ball. To me, you are a baseball guy. We're going to find out a lot more about that today. Yeah. How did you get started in baseball and kind of the traditional story? Go all the way back. No question. Catch with dad. Got my first glove. I'm a lefty, but I throw right-handed. And I distinctly remember as a very young person, my grandpa trying to buy me my first baseball glove and he bought me a right-handed glove. Mm. What would you do with it? I held on to it for years and never used it. Okay. So was your first professional game at Riverfront? Yes. How old do you think you were? Under five. Do you remember who they played? No chance. Okay. Do you remember if you enjoyed it or didn't enjoy it at under five? I loved baseball. Baseball is a wondrous thing for me. (laughs) Yeah. Wondrous. I followed the team quite a bit early on. They won in 90, so I would have been four. Name some of the heavy hitters of your first people that you were biggest fans of. I mean, it's first and foremost, it's got to be Barry Larkin. Then you got Jose Rijo. MVP. You got the Nasty Boys. Shout out to Bip Roberts. Don't forget about (laughs) Bip. You know, it wasn't a shot in the dark there. Right. You got Eric Davis, who my father affectionately referred to as Erica Davis. Mm Mm-hmm. Had a really uh, outrageous batting wave, yes, if you remember that. Flamboyant, I, I think, is probably the better word. Yeah. Artistic. Chris, Chris Sabo, mm-hmm. one of the original Rex Bex guys, I'd say. I don't know what that means. Help me out. You know, like it's like wearing swimming goggles so that you can play mm-hmm. sports. Mm-hmm. Kurt um, Lambus. Yeah. It, part of that team. It's Honestly, he looked ridiculous. but Yes. Yeah. He's a good baseball player. Good Reds guy. We had a lot of fun players back in the day. Yeah, let's see if I can add to that list at all. And you tell me if it would apply. Uh, Tom Browning. Oh, yeah. Paul O'Neill. Tom Browning is still the worst video that I've ever seen in my life. Uh, what do you mean by that? He broke his arm throwing a pitch. Oh, like And that. it just flops like a, like a fake snake Yeah. in the wind. It just comes apart mid-pitch. It's absolutely disgusting. Uh, if my memory serves me correct, he has a perfect game. And he also lost a perfect game in the ninth. God, can I add anyone else to that list? Um, Rob Dibble. Well, you already said Nasty Boys. That I goes did. Norm Charlton. And then Myers? Randy Myers? Randy Myers would be the third, yeah. Okay. 
Gary Larkin. That's probably about all I'll come up with. Yeah, how good was Eric Davis? I can't name anybody's statistics. I know Barry Larkin won two MVPs. And I know Jose Rijo is probably the second best actual player historically, if I had to guess. Okay. Outside of the relievers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Eric David, I think he was, you know, good for a while. Like George Foster in the 70s. He was mm. like the eighth red on the big red machine. Mm-hmm. Absolutely gnarly team. I wasn't born yet. I think he was center fielder. Yes, I remember telling my dad that Eric Davis was almost the first 40-50 guy. And my dad's going, yeah, almost. <laughs> Yeah, he had 37 homers and 50 stolen bases. That's almost. Almost indeed. It's it's not the same. Okay. Um, do you like the Reds playing with the DH? It's fucking garbage. Why do you say that? Because it's now no longer baseball. Baseball is nine people against nine people. Probably the most important aspect of no more DH is that Bruce Bochy is forever useless to the game of baseball because there's no more like Whoa. triple switches in the seventh. Seemingly, you know, incongruous to what logic would be, and it turns out to be the right play because he's a savant. I mean, that's gone now. That's gone forever, gone. and that's stupid. Okay. I think I'm pretty clear on your take on the Reds with the DH. Are you open to the American League playing? Yeah, with the they're DH? riffs. They can do whatever they want to do. Like, I, I don't care what they do in the American League. If yeah. they want to do their own brand of baseball and we'll even play it for however many games that they have in the World Series, that's fine. But this whole unifying of the like, what's the point? Yeah, what is the point? What do you think is the point from their perspective? Uh, Them being the baseball establishment. Equality and pitcher health. Okay. And more run, like, you know, better for the optics of the game. You can let old guys that are too fat to do anything else continue playing to the game into their 40s, you know, like a big poppy, a, a, a poo holes. Granted, I love big poppy. Ran into big poppy once. Where? Boston. After a game coming out of Fenway and he was getting into a. In I didn't know you've been to Fenway. Multiple times. Oh, man. Yeah. I saw David Price pitch at Fenway mm. as a member of the Tampa Bay Rays. Was he balling then? Yeah. And I was sitting right behind him and I sat next to this family and this kid was going to his first ever Major League Baseball game. They had come from Florida, but they were Boston fans because his dad was from Boston. And so he was with two of his old friends and he was with his kid and his kid had one tooth that was almost out. And then in like the seventh inning his fucking tooth comes out. <laughs> and so then it's a series of, you know, conversations with this child trying to convince him that he needs to throw his tooth onto the field <laughs> because it would be by far the best thing that he could possibly do with his first tooth. Absolutely. Like, and, but he's concerned, does the tooth fairy still come to visit? That's very valid I, question. Yeah, it? it is. And we assured him that there would be no issue. Yep. So, you know, eventually after the game, we get the kid onto the dad's shoulders and he throws the tooth onto the field. Nonetheless, later that night, it's amazing. I'm walking by a bar. It's down there. I don't remember the name of the area, but I was standing in Copley Square or something. Who knows? So I'm walking back, and as I walk past this bar, I see a man with a ton of jewelry walking out of a bar, getting into an Escalade that is filled with probably five women, one other guy, and Big Poppy getting in and just sort of like, you know, living his life. And that's David Price? Big Poppy. Just Big Poppy. Okay. Yeah. David Price I, happened to be pitching. He happened to be pitching, and we were right behind visiting Dugout. 
and he was up a lot. And Got so we were getting some good talk. Yeah. And the trade, I want to say there were trade rumors because he hadn't been traded. Still he was still playing Rays, for yeah. the Rays. The yeah. Rays were always thinking about trading him. Yeah. You know, one of those situations. Yeah. All right. If you had the power of the commissioner uh-huh. and you could grant the American League to play with a designated hitter or not, what do you think's better for baseball? <laughs> I, it's really fun for me as a fan of the National League, or at least a former fan, to be able to make fun of the dipshits in the American League. I agree. So I, I just... I've lived by that Yeah, it's, it's a part of my identity to be like, right. actually, you're not playing baseball. Yeah. And so if I was the commissioner, I wouldn't change it. If they want to come together as a group of people and like, you know, declare that, hey, we want to play real baseball now. Okay. I'm, All the owners... Yeah, yeah. They can do that. Okay. I'm fully in line with your response. Here. I don't like telling people what to do. Yeah. If they want to be idiots, then let them be idiots. Mm-hmm. And that includes the National League or not? No. Yeah. No, that's, that's, what I that's like, that's more of a, you know, touchy word. I'm not going to even say the word. <laughs> you know, consent comes to mind. I'll, I'll tell you that much. Consent. They didn't have my consent as a fan. Yeah. No one asked me either. Yeah. It was very disappointing. How far would you say was Riverfront from the house you grew up in uh, by car? Mm, I can tell you pretty much exactly. One hour and 35 minutes on average. That was like for me with Candlestick. Very close. Um, Okay. Well, then I feel this next question is justified according to you. And remember, this is someone who's had the truth serum. Yep. Who is the athletic king of Cincinnati? This could be any sport. So I'm going through football and, you know, the Bengals were the bungles long time for the entirety of my childhood fucking bingles had last year and even right now the bangles this year in the playoffs a guy that went to my alma mater the university of texas pushed a guy that was three yards out of bounds to give them 15 more yards to kick a field goal to end their season that is classic bangles territory is it yeah that was a tough to watch what i'm getting to there's no way it can be somebody from the bangles because they haven't won anything okay and it can't be a team that doesn't live there anymore because that would be Ooh, let me think about that sad and depressing nba team left maybe or that the cincinnati royals and nba they had an nba oh, team at some point okay but nonetheless yeah so it's looking like reds gotta be the reds um and i'd love to nominate marge shot <laughs> but <laughs> athletic king <laughs> yeah i she was famous for not all the best reasons that was the thing that finally ended her tenure as the reds owner owner yeah. yeah that finally ended it and so it was just a joyful moment for reds fans when she said something too stupid to come back from yeah Yeah. but okay it's johnny bench yep okay you know what's funny is i don't get the luxury of knowing how great barry larkin was but at my precocious age of him winning mvps it was really hard for me to understand what an mvp was outside of the big numbers yeah like a dustin pedroia type that you know you can win an MVP with 85 RBIs and 18 homers, but Barry didn't put up as big numbers as other people winning MVPs in that era. Fair enough. He was but, slick, exactly. But that was a big part of his game was defense. All in Barry. I got a story for you about how much I was all in Barry. Let's hear it. I had a Ken Griffey rookie card, and my brother had a Ken Griffey Senior or Ken Griffey Junior. Junior. My brother Just clarifying had a crumpled up Barry Larkin card. And I, as the younger brother that was a dipshit, made that trade. <laughs> I'm sure it, at the time it was an easy trade for you. Unquestionable. And then afterwards, he, I just saw him laugh immediately and I knew that I had fucked up. So. Yeah. Yeah. Johnny Bench, um, 
That's a guy I wish I could have seen play. They have a statue of him outside. Like the Reds have the Hall of Fame thing there now. Yeah, yeah. And outside of there, there is a life-size bronze statue that includes a two-scale replica of his hands. (laughs) And it doesn't seem like it can possibly be real. They're so... Four times the volume and volume is the only word I can use to describe what his hands were because they weren't just like longer or wider. Mm. It's, it's the like whole deal. Four, his, one finger was three times the volume of my <laughs> own finger. And I have pretty large Cigars. hands. You know, I'm not trumping it over here. I'm going to guess then that the statue is him catching, not hitting or neither. Is he posing? I feel like it's a pose. Avant garde. <laughs> <laughs> They're a real work of art. Okay. So. Let's say your first Reds game was maybe early 90s. Is that fair? No, I think I got to a Reds game before they won a series. At least that's the story my father told me. Okay, so late 80s. But as far as your own memories, probably about early 90s? Yeah, I vaguely confabulated that I saw them winning in 1990. And were you roughly going to one or more games a year? Oh, easily. Easily. Five. Five plus. Okay. And that's about where I was as a Giants fan. So... What's the difference from Riverfront, we'll say, of the 90s and Riverfront of something more recent? Or I know they've done some renovations. Well, it's not a renovation. They tore it down. So Riverfront current is Riverfront 2. It's not River. It's Great American Ballpark, which I got to say has a better name. You know, the Giants continued changing the name of their stadium with yeah. whatever uh, tech whore is giving them money at yes. whatever time. And that's uh-huh. stupid. Um, not my favorite. <laughs> yeah. And I think Great American is named after an insurance company, if I had to guess. Yeah. Great American insurance, you know, yeah, some, sure. whatever. So great. But at least it doesn't sound like it's sponsored necessarily yeah. at first glance. Yeah. So and that is something. And it was designed after Camden, right? So Camden. I didn't know that. Yeah. First open air ballpark, that one in Baltimore, it really changed how ballparks are designed in the modern era where, you know, there's more of like a market feel is almost the, the way I say it. Like it, it does improve baseball as an experience to some extent. Until they start, you know, putting in Victoria's Secret story or like whatever the hell it is they do. Interesting. I think that that's a reference to the Cowboys. Yeah. Dallas, but yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, I like it. The new stadium is awesome. The one downside is you can no longer hit a home run into the river because you, back in you back in old riverfront, old riverfront, you could send a ball into the river if you were a monster. Okay. They have old home mm. plate still marked. It's outside uh, okay. of the current stadium. Okay. So yeah, it's just too far now. I think that. And I've seen some, I've seen multiple upper deckers from the big three of the 90s in the new ballpark. The new stadium, Great American, is the same general area. They just knocked one down and built it next door, basically, like Comiskey. Yeah, or so something they were like actually that. building it while the okay. old one, they played the last season in Riverfront while the other one was happening. And then in order to finish the new one, they had to blow up the old one. Yeah, essentially. I see, to finish it off. Yeah. Okay. Was there anything for someone that grew up watching in the 80s and 90s and seeing all all of the Cincinnati, St. Louis, Pittsburgh, all those stadiums to me appeared to be roughly the same, Philly. Was there anything redeeming about a ballpark like Riverfront that I might be missing? Okay, let's hear about it. The thing I'm thinking about is Upper Deckers. Yeah. Upper Deckers were monsters. And if you saw one go up there, it really helped you define Because if it's an open-air ballpark and it just flies out of the place, sort of hard to quantify how much of a monster shot it was. Mm Mm-hmm. But back then, you could tell. In the seats, yeah. Yeah. And I've seen Griffey, Sosa, and McGuire hit an upper decker at Riverfront. Three of the big names. Yeah. Sosa, dead pole. Griffey, dead pole. 
Mark McGuire went probably eight rows and it was like a shaded to the center. I mean, it was like more center field than left field kind of shot. Only McGuire could do such a it thing. Yeah. Monstrous. Yeah. I heard someone who was it? It was John Stewart described the steroid era as when baseball players appeared as Simpsons drawings of baseball players. <laughs> and I thought that was really cool. McGuire fits that in an amazing way. Yeah. Absolutely. Does not look human. Yeah. He does not look human. Great in a pair of Oakleys too. So that helps. Good call. Yeah. And when you see McGuire's old highlights of the late eighties, mm-hmm. you can see he absolutely has the body to throw 80 pounds of muscle on because mm-hmm. he's just so thick and big bone, but yeah. skinny. He's yeah. somehow skinny at the same time. Yeah. Do you like being executive producer of Mona Lisa Baseball or is it a burden? It's great to be the executive producer of Mona Lisa Baseball. Only upside. Only upside. There is only upside. I see. Why do you never listen to the show? <laughs> well, I'd like to clarify. As executive producer, and I'll remind you, you are under true serum. Why do you never listen to the show? Uh, I just don't like. I, Would it be fair to say you don't like the show? No. It's not fair. I, okay. wouldn't, know, I wouldn't know. You know, you make coherent arguments. I can hear that. So you do listen to other podcasts. Oh, yeah. Are you? Okay. I can, I'm an avid podcast consumer it's hard to not connect the dots as far as yeah i I have a great capability to avoid things yeah i always Mm. think of this louis ck thing and he talks about how he dropped a bottle of hot sauce on the floor and it breaks into glass and then there's fucking hot sauce everywhere and it just became a part of his apartment that he didn't (laughs) walk to anymore it's like right in the middle of everything it's like yeah we walk around that now (laughs) and so that capability for avoidance (laughs) Is something that I lied to you many times and said uh-huh. that I was going to listen to an episode. Did you hear any? No, my full episode was last season. Oh, which one did you hear? The A's game. Heard the A's game. Yeah. Okay. Now, I was told by my producer that immediately following us, um, what's the term? Dropping the A's game episode mm-hmm. on the public, we promptly lost 20% of our audience. <laughs> and I remember being really disappointed because when I heard that the first time, I remember thinking, we really got something here. This this show has latitude that other ones don't. And I was told kind of, whatever you're doing to lose 20% of your audience, you can't do anymore. <laughs> but I was thinking at the time, well, if I love the episode, we got to put it out. Fair enough. Probably a random thing for that. And I think the A's game was fun. But here's the thing I link it with, oh, which okay. is that yeah. the Oakland A's have had bathrooms that are non-functional in the visitor's locker room since probably the 1990s and everything they do at this point is a joke they were they were complete garbage last year everything they do is a joke what do you mean they had more players under the mendoza line than over the mendoza i think they only had three people on their starting roster that were over the mendoza line last year but i believe their cleanup hitter in the four slot was under Mendoza in, in the game we went to. And that was problematic to me. Ugh. So why do you think that is? Why do you think their, you know, say organization is... They want a new stadium. Where? Anywhere. Wherever they can get it? They probably want it in Oakland, but I don't think Oakland's going to flex. And are they going to become the Las Vegas A's? I don't think they want to necessarily declare that yet, but I think it sounds like all the wheels are in motion. Yeah. To move to Vegas. But how does that help them get a new stadium by 
consistently, I don't want to necessarily say tanking, but something close to it. Well, no, I think that they're just, it's a standoff. It's like a marriage that's ending and both people are just doing terrible things to each other. And so the A's are, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. It's like, I'm going to go out and fuck eight guys mm. and I'm going to go to a, like, get drunk for seven days and not pay attention to you. That whatever that toxic thing, I think they have a toxic thing happening currently. Do you think the A's are acting alone or are they in concert with baseball towards um, <sighs> conspiracy? It never does matter. anything for me. It doesn't. Fair enough. People are individually bad and it. You could draw lines if you want to, but I don't think you need to. People in organization, like, you know, maybe they have the same opinion. Maybe they don't. I don't even know if Major League Baseball cares if the A's are good. They probably, for revenue purposes, want them to go to Vegas, I guess. Maybe the line you could draw is they wouldn't penalize them for tanking. But I don't think it gets in secret meetings before the season going, yeah. this is how we're going to accomplish this. Right, right. I would, I would agree. Were you surprised when the new rules were implemented this year? No. Surprised? Yeah, like the DH happened. Did you feel like there would be <laughs> no. an it's like, it, No, I mean, the thing that happened, it's sort of like when you build... I think of it as like dam building in the West, right? It's like you get a couple up and then the population just lays over and like lays down and lets you like have your way with them. Mm -hmm. Now we're going to build 4,000 of them. And so with this, once you get the DH through, anybody that cares is done caring. And then and now it's just like, whatever, we're going to make up any rule we want to at this point. And I don't even know most of the new rules. Yeah. Well, by that mode of logic, you are fully prepared for a new set of new rules next year. I'm not prepared for anything because I don't watch baseball anymore. Uh, do you feel like you don't watch baseball anymore because A, you're drawing a line in the sand or B, you're not interested or something else? Okay. I can tell you that I've watched men into their 30s and 40s retain what I would call uh, aggressive fandom for sports teams. And I think it is childish and hilarious looking as an external observer. I understand that. Yeah. I've heard the like, same. Like old people getting autographs. <laughs> you know, I've heard the same thing mentioned about um, that age bracket wearing jerseys uh, to games. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know that I, like it's, if you act like a person when you're at the game with a jersey on, I don't think there's a problem with that. Right. Yeah. But there's no civility in it anymore. It, so that's one thing. I've lost interest naturally as the game has changed, the marketing. I, I think of going, I went to Levi's Stadium for Which the one's first, this? first ever Niners oh, yeah, game. yeah, Niners, Niners. Yeah. We went to the Santa Clara Niners. Yeah, uh, the, Santa Clara We went to their Niners. stadium. It's really nice. Um, they con didn't consider the sun angle at all, so everyone was sunburned by the second quarter. And also, the Niners have this thing where they, after a first down, everybody like grunts, you know, like a mm -hmm. primordial human. Mm-hmm. They decided they were going to take that and brand it as the Yahoo Yodel. Oh, I recall that. Yeah. And the Yahoo Yodel Boo is towel. only the Yahoo noise. It's nothing. It's Yahoo. So they didn't even make a new thing. They just decided to repurpose the Yahoo Yodel and try and replace. With first downs? Yes. And they played it on the screen and they tried to get people to do it. And Niners fans <laughs> aren't super compliant. <laughs> You know, so it, it didn't, didn't last. It didn't did it? happen, but that I felt like I was being marketed, it, and I, I don't want to be one of those people that complains about getting pumped with advertising and marketing. It's the world Ooh, we I live do. in. But yeah, I know it's just you can only complain for so long before you get tired of complaining about it. So right, 
that really soured me and that sort of soured me on it. It's all sports really, right? But baseball, if it were to be retain purity, could be something that is different that I could continue to care about, but that didn't happen. Right. And it's over. Over. Okay. So this show basically is futile. No, I think this show can be fun. Can be fun. Okay. The world needs commentary if there were ever in it. And I don't think that maybe there's a new baseball. I don't know what the game. I know. I don't know yet. Something can happen. I doubt that it's baseball going back to its former glory. Mm -hmm. You know, we we're thinking about time scales. It's very easy as a human to get locked into this year, last year, last hundred years. Things develop over time. Baseball developed over a period of time. Nobody knows where the first game of baseball was played. And, Eventually, it seized the nation's attention. Granted, with the internet and everything that's happening, I think it's going to be really hard for anything to be romantically inspired. I think I'm trending towards nihilism here. What age would you say that you were at the height of your fandom? I wonder if we have similar answers. I have a more fun answer on baseball changing and and why I don't care as much, too. It related to the Giants. I, I moved to San Francisco in 2010. Magical year. The Giants were awesome. Tim Lincecum, I mean... The whole thing was pure baseball, and I loved it. And I was a big fan of the Giants that year, even though, you know, I would... Before they won the World Series. Before they won the World Series. During the season, you were feeling it. I was down, yeah. And And, if if they played the Reds, I'd show up and cut off Budweiser shorts with, you know, a Reds hat on. Yep. But if they weren't playing the Reds, I was a Giants fan. And it was fun to be in the city, you know, when they were doing the Cody Ross trade. I forgot about old Cody so many, Ross. Yeah. So many things that went right for that yeah. thing to happen. And watching the Phillies get lit up and watching Tim Lincecum get whistled at by Philly fans. And I only in the second or third inning did I put it together that they were acting as though they were construction workers. And he was a pretty woman yeah. walking by their construction site. Yeah. Amazing stuff. Yeah. It was magical, magical like season. And after that game, I remember trouncing around San Francisco going giants and giving any stranger I could a high five. And I would bet you that I gave more than a thousand high fives that night to people that I did not know and will never know. And this was the night they defeated the Phillies or they won the World Series? World Series night. That's funny. So we were both in San Francisco because I was working as a chauffeur Mm. and I remember being in uh, SFO picking someone up from the airport, listening to the game, watching some of the game. Yeah. And even though I had a customer with me, I believe I was holding their luggage, I yeah. couldn't resist the temptation to sort of belt scream out into an area of yeah. a few thousand people. Yeah. The Giants are world champions and yeah. see what the reaction was. And it was kind of a muffled, nah. but this is an airport. So yeah. Not necessarily everyone's from San Francisco or would be excited about that. But I was driving around the town. Mm, yeah. And it's such a such a regret or a bummer was I was working. So sure. I couldn't let loose. I, I was down be to, one with everyone. We had a whole scene set up. Yeah, I went to some playoff at? games that year for sure. Yeah, where were you at? Patriots Cantina. The whole corner of the bar was locked down for every game of the World Series. The bartenders knew us. Like it was reserved essentially, and it the chants, people on tables, every player had their own unique chant. Giants fans were amped, they were so hungry for a championship, yeah, because they hadn't had one since they came from Brooklyn, yeah. And so then I got to watch that happen. I had 
And your amazing. first year in San Francisco. First year in San Francisco. And then they go again in 2012. Welcome to the city. 2012, I think, is the year that they played the Reds when the Reds were sort of good and the Reds went up 2-0 and then Homer Bailey. I believe that the Giants played the Cardinals. Yeah, they did play the Cardinals, but they played the Reds first. In the NLDS in 2010, they played the Phillies. And Roy Holiday and the whole scene and got lit up. That was yeah. awesome. Yeah, great. And 2012, Joey Votto, yeah. there were some things happening in Sensi, yeah. and it looked like it could be a year where they mm-hmm. could make a run. Mm-hmm. And they went up 2-0. Cueto hurts himself. Game when he, one. Was, when he was on the Reds? On the Reds. He yeah. hurts himself in game one. Like, and, you know, it's just like, well, shit. Our top guy's out now. Yeah. But they went up 2-0. There was an air. Oh, Scott Rowland. Scott Rowland, it was a classic Dusty Baker operation where Dusty Baker wasn't starting Todd Frazier, who was the better rookie. And instead, he was sticking with Rowland at third base for his defense. Dusty Baker was a Reds manager? Yeah, in 2012. And so Dusty Baker's managing. Scott Rowland's playing third. Actually, Todd Frazier should be playing third. But Scott Rowland is a Hall of Famer. I don't give a shit. (laughs) I'm going to stop saying that. He shouldn't have been playing. And he was playing for his defense and leadership. Mm-hmm. And then he committed an error, which turned into a run, ties it at 1-1, and they lose in the 10th. That's my memory. That's definitely a too bad. I mean... And then you go to game five, <laughs> and I remember being back at Pedro's, and it was like a 10 am I think Matt Kane was pitching for the Giants, and I don't remember who was... I, I just remember a grand slam in the seventh. Oh, Buster. That was a special moment. Without air following out of the, room the Giants for me. that much, yeah. I had bets with friends. I was after yeah. two games, and I was at game one, and again, cut off Budweiser shorts with their Reds hat. Fairly just short. During shit up at AT&T on game one, and they won, and I was just not hard to picture. Loving it. You know, I unfortunately went to a Giants-Reds game with you where I think the Reds won either 10-0 or 10-1. And Br- yeah, with that. Uh, Bronson Arroyo was pitching. Bronson Arroyo was pitching. Was not, I don't right. recall enjoying Unhittable. Sitting, sitting next to you. Unhittable yeah. Bronson Arroyo. I saw its stupid left leg come out every pitch. No one could hit it. Oh, man. Pretty disappointing. Man, yeah. the Buster Posey home run or Grand Slam, I forgot about that. That kind of confirms it. If you can feel the pain as a Reds fan of receiving it versus the elation of... I feel like it was 3-3 and then all of a sudden it was 7-3. I don't know. Well, we went ballistic and you wouldn't forget the hurt that the Giants took. No, stomach sinking. That was the last time my stomach sank for the Reds. And so here's the thing that I'll tell you. So you were getting, still a Reds guy. Getting back to the original point, I was still a Reds guy at that time. It actually hurt. Even though you'd celebrated a Giants World Series two years before. You can have two teams. Always a Reds fan. You can. I'm a poly baseball guy. At least I was at the time, but not anymore because I don't give a shit about any of it. However, and maybe if the Reds got good, I'd probably tune in a little bit. What if the Reds declared that they would bat their pitcher? Wow. I'd be all in. Wouldn't every National League team? Super fan. I would become the super fan. Maybe that is the angle. You've thought about this. I've clearly. tried to work that one a little bit where yeah. it's it's like no one says you can't play National League rules, so just f-ing play them. It's like we play real baseball here. <laughs> yeah, fuck you guys. This is how we roll. <laughs> and imagine American League style losing. And it's like, yeah, yeah, our pitcher fucking bats. <laughs> you lost. <laughs> that you is lost. Really, really nice. Yeah, okay. I want to finish this thought. 2010, elation. Okay. Doesn't descend until the riots don't start in the mission until like 4 a.m. 2012. 
I'd give some high fives. There is substantially less elation, and it descends to riots by midnight in the mission. Riots. Is this like riots. Car, like car people, flipping mission? People like, oh, yeah, setting shit on fire, fire and doing all sorts of- cars upside down. The, the ugly side of fans, you know. Yeah. Like English soccer fans. Yeah. And so uh, then 2014, I want to say that riots were happening within 60 minutes- and I, it, it, riots is a strong term, and, and I'm not trying to say that they were, yeah. at the time. Yeah, 2014. All, all three times. All, all three I was championships. fully engaged for all the games yep. every single time Okay, at a bar with friends, watching it with Giants fans. But the last time, it was really fun for us. I was out in the Richmond at the time and had a good group, and you know that, that was Tigers. 2014 Royals. Speed team. I mean, they were up and coming. They were amazing. It, it was like the throwback. Yeah. You know, everyone was quick, hustle baseball, the whole thing. And yeah. they damn near got f-ing close. Seven games down to the last. I, I was confusing it with the Tigers series where yeah. they were, the Tigers were down 3-0 and announcers are saying, well, if they win this game, it's going to be a thing. And then they got destroyed. Now, I got to say, let me, let me just say that to end a World Series with the reigning MVP, <laughs> triple crown winner. <laughs> Maybe. Taking a fastball down the exact middle of the plate. Oh my god! Slider, 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 fastball, fastball. I oh, mean, this yeah. fastball went left to right pretty good. Sure, but super slow. I think old Miguel was sitting on the frisbee slider, and he threw him the meatiest fastball. Who was the pitcher? Romo. It was like eighty-eight miles an hour down the f-ing pipe, middle of the plate, and oh, that yeah. won the World Series. Yeah. Bat on the shoulder. He got him. So good. And I got to see Romo celebrate in the uh, parade. Mm -hmm. He did a great thing. He hopped out of his parade car and just walked. The whole time. Side to side, soaking it up, high-fiving everyone. And he got to throw the last pitch of that World Series. And uh, let me take one more moment to say Romo went to the Dodgers right after that. And that was really tough on Giants fans. And he made a point to call in KNBR. And he said, oh, oh, hell no. I'm not going out like this. Let me tell you, Giants fans, I did everything I could to stay with the Giants. Everything. And they didn't want me. And I was able to sign with the Dodgers. So that's why I did that. I wanted to come back. And your team said no in every way possible. So wow. just... Mark that down. It wasn't me defecting going to the Dodgers. Not Brian Wilson. And Romo is uh, That's great. I mean, he's kind of a legend for that. Well, the whole point here, 2010. Yes, 20, what is it, the deal? The point is I watched it go from jubilant because they were so championship hungry to almost stuffed Roman at an orgy that had had too many good things happening to them and didn't <laughs> even know how to deal with it anymore and they became assholes and yeah that definitely played a part in spoiling some of baseball for me because i you know again you watch a pure thing be destroyed good start Actually, you're not playing baseball. 
Well, if I love the episode, we got to put it out. Pure baseball, and I loved it. He does not look human. Probably, I'm feeling good about season three. We really got something here. This this show can, has latitude that other ones don't. Baseball, if it were to be retain purity, could be something that is different that I could continue to care about, but that didn't happen, and it's over.